For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Healthnetics. Do you have nagging aches and pains from your younger, more athletic days? Healthnetics CBD is a premium brand CBD that may help take care of aches and pains, as well as relieve anxiety and sleeplessness. Healthnetics products are all natural, THC-free, made in the USA, and undergo third-party lab testing to ensure quality and purity. All CBD is not the same. Order today with a money-back guarantee at healthnetics.com and use promo code SPORTS for 20% off. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Blog Talk Radio. Couple of, just a couple of guys being dudes here on a live edition of the Draft Dudes podcast. Brought to you from Mobile, Alabama. We are on location at the 20. 18 Reese's Senior Bowl, the 69th, Kyle, annual Senior Bowl. And this is exciting, man, a little something we haven't done before. Uh, A live podcast where we're going to field some questions. So if you are tuned in, the call-in number is 929-477-2991, and you can speak directly with Kyle and I and ask your NFL draft questions. It would be our honor. To field them for you. Kyle, welcome to the show. What's going on, dude? This is weird. You know, we, we, this is not good because we usually require a couple takes here for some of our stuff. Uh, but yeah, this is cool. You know, it's, it's a Friday. It's, it's day off from practices, game tomorrow. Uh, kind of a nice break from just kind of the hustle and bustle of, of what they put you through down here where, you know, I can't imagine what it's like to be a player. They, they run you through the ringer and, uh, 
just a, another really great week overall. Uh, I, I've been really impressed with some of the talent that they've got down here. And uh, even despite of the senior bowl losing out on some of their invitations, uh, there were some players that, that really showed themselves well. And this is exactly what this week is all about, Joe, which is making yourself some money with good performances. Yeah, man, we got a chance to see Baker Mayfield, Oklahoma quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner, live and in person, and see him in an environment where he was, you know, part of this event, right, where his teammates are gone. It's, a, it's an NFL coaching staff. He got a chance to interact with, you know, a, an NFL coaching staff and really show his personality. And, Kyle, I thought he did really well uh, in terms of how he – demonstrated those intangibles, right? There's some thoughts about him and in, in his competitive, fiery ways, right? But it resonated with the teammates here. You could tell the way he was interacting with those offensive linemen. Guys were jumping up and down, high-fiving. He was congratulating wide receivers and, and really looked the part of a franchise quarterback. Really impressed with Baker Mayfield from Oklahoma. Yeah, and people have kind of talked about how this is confirmation bias season and people that like man are – there you go. Mayfield before will will pat him on the back, and people that think he's Johnny Manziel or don't like him are going to draw lines. Oh, he showed up late. He skipped the way in, and he's leaving early. And I mean, come on. Let's cutting through the nonsense. This is a guy that very easily could have come down and, and not competed. Right? He could have just done an interview. He could have said, "Now nah, you know what I'm." I'm good. I'm not coming down. And we saw plenty of people do that, but that's not what Baker did. Baker came down here and he got off a plane on Tuesday and came right to practice. Like, I don't, I don't understand how even with this change of plans and kind of this untraditional start to his week, how you can look at that and say, it's a bad thing because he came down and he played all three practices and spent time with, with NFL personnel and uh, engaged in the media while he was down here after practices and, and, you know, by and large, he, he showed very, very well. So I think he's a winner this week. You expect him to be a winner. And this is a, ca- a classic case of what are you going to do that's going to hurt yourself, right? Like even Josh Allen. Josh Allen was sporadic. His day three was terrific. His, his Thursday practice was the best he looked by far. And that's a nice lasting impression that everyone's going to leave and come away with and say, ah, oh, you know what, if that's what you can get him to do with consistency – hey, this is a great package for somebody to work with. Uh, you know, it's just like Josh Allen, right? Just what he did with the bowl game where he had his by far best performance of his career right at the end. He, you know, he, he stunk it up all year and left that good impression. And then this, just like this week in practice where he stunk it up Monday or Tuesday and Wednesday, and uh, he then showed out on the Thursday practice. Yeah, Joe, we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to let Matt, who's on the line, uh, Matt, congratulations. You are our first live Draft Dudes caller. Uh, I'd give you something, but we have, no, we have nothing to give you. So welcome to the show. What's your question, bud? Hey, what's up, guys? Glad to see you guys are doing some of these live shows. These are a good time. Yeah, this is, uh, um, this is weird. Yeah, it is. It's different, but it's, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy doing it online as well. But I, had a, I do have a question for you guys. Uh, let's see if the – Indianapolis Colts, for some reasons, were to stay at three. There's no trade-out option for them. Um, a lot of people are mocking Bradley Chubb to the Colts, obviously. But give me, like, a, a defensive uh, player 
aside from maybe Minka Fitzpatrick? Give me like a, a defensive lineman guy that you guys think that they may be able to snatch up that could be just as beneficial to the addition of their front seven uh, without it being necessarily like a pure pass rusher. Like uh, Maurice Hurst, a lot of people are really high on him. I wasn't um, as high on him, but I haven't watched a ton about him. Um, is there another guy that you guys think might be able to fill that void, or is that, uh, you know, go in a different direction? Well, I think if you look at what the, the Colts have defensively, they did a really nice job getting aggressive trying to address the secondary. And, you know, if they end up going, say, say maybe Saquon Barkley's on the board and they, they really think he's too good of a talent to pass up, and now you're early second round and you need a defensive player in the front seven, um, maybe Rashawn Evans, the linebacker. I think if you're looking defensive line, defensive tackle, which you mess, uh, mentioned, Matt, uh, perhaps somebody like, I don't know if Taven Bryan's going to be there, but Taven Bryan has a chance to be a really disruptive player. And I think he's a little bit more versatile than Mo Hurst, who's just a, a linear get off the ball kind of guy. Joe, anything you'd like to add? No, I, I like what you said there, and it's an interesting proposition because it's so easy to peg them. You know, Minka Fitzpatrick or Bradley Chubb or, you know, even dabbling with the idea of an offensive player like Saquon Barkley or, or even you know, Quentin Nelson. I mean, you know, if Andrew Luck's going to come back and, and be the player that we remember, I think they've got to make sure that he's protected. So, um, you know, there's a number of different directions. You know, it's definitely not just a lock for Bradley Chubb, even though I think that would be the most logical uh, solution at this time. But uh, yeah, I mean, Indianapolis is, is very much several different directions. And, and that makes me think, right, that they are a prime destination for a trade back, right? There's several players that they can take that would help this team. And they're right in front of the Broncos and the Jets, both teams that really need quarterbacks. So that could be a, a prime destination for a team like Buffalo, right? Or a team like Washington that's going to need a quarterback and wants to get in front of the Jets and Broncos to go get their guy. Yeah, I think, especially with all the buzz centered around four quarterbacks in top six, maybe, you know, there, there's going to be some moving and shaking, I think, in this draft, because uh, I personally like a lot of the talent in this draft class, but there's a lot of, there there is a scarcity of starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and if you don't have one, you need one. If you have one, then how long do you have before you need one again? So. Uh, I certainly think, especially with some of these teams that have draft capital, like Buffalo, Joe, uh, now that that is a team that's going to need to give up 21, 22 next year's first round, and you know, that's a big jump. So uh, uh, the, the Colts would have to feel really good about keeping luck in the in the short term and feel like there is depth at the back half of the first round if they were going to make a move like that. Yeah, Kyle, it's uh, it's going to be fun. Buffalo, we, we've talked about it before. He's just not, they're just not where we thought they were going to be, right? Picking 21 and 20, uh, thinking, you know, before the, the season that this is a team that was probably going to be picking inside the top 10 and, and be in prime position to get their quarterback. And, you know, does Buffalo feel like they are a quarterback away? And is there a quarterback that they like that's going to be available right there at number three? But they've got the ammunition. But then in that scenario, right, are the Colts wanting to move that far back from three to 20, even if you get the couple of first round picks, the number one next year, even probably another day two pick, you know, that there, there comes a point in time where you just don't want to pass up on a blue chip talent. And, and that's where Indianapolis is able to do that at number three. And then, you know, not wanting to trade that far back to pass up on, you know, a, a lot of guys that could help their team. 
Joe, good stuff. Let's let's bring this conversation back to the Senior Bowl a little bit, right? We have the game tomorrow. A uh, lot of players that we felt shined for all the right reasons. A lot of defensive linemen. You know, there's Nathan Shepard, uh, Andrew Brown, Kamoko Ture, Akbanyo Karanku. Any favorites from you out of this, this group, which it seemed like the defensive line, since we're talking defensive front seven, uh, defenders that showed themselves really well, anybody that, that you would kind of take as your favorite? Yeah, love love Andrew Brown from Virginia. I, I'm sure if you guys have been keeping track of what I've been doing specifically over the last week at NDT Scouting in FanRag Sports, there's been a lot of talk from me on Andrew Brown. And uh, he's a player, five-star recruit going into Virginia, which is pretty rare, but he's a Virginia guy from Chesapeake, uh, a high school over in, there in Chesapeake. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of expectations, you know, with a five-star recruit committing to the hometown school, a guy that passed on Clemson. He passed on Florida State. He passed on Alabama to play at Virginia. And the first two seasons there, Kyle, only 10 tackles, one sack. You know, the expectations were not met. And then, you know, they make the switch. Mike London's fired. They bring in Brocko Mendenhall playing as a five technique and a 3-4. Obviously, he's physically gifted. There's a reason he was a five-star recruit. Uh, he, he was, for two seasons, you know, really, he was a really good point-of-attack player. He could hold the line of scrimmage. You know, he wasn't getting worked off the ball, and he had flashes of athleticism, but the, the role that he was asked to play in didn't lend itself to much uh, of an aggressive uh, attacking type style. Well, he gets down here, checks in 6'4", 294, and 35 and an eighth inch arms, and they allow him the, to play in, as a three technique, an, an attack. And, uh, man, he was dominant. And, and it showed up right away. Like, you saw him go through the drills, and I think we all saw it. And we looked at each other like, oh, who's that? Oh, that's Andrew Brown. That dude's moving with tremendous flexibility for a guy of his size going through the bag drills. And then he went into the one-on-ones. They're like, nobody can block this guy. And then he went to team and he's playing in that three technique role. And he was, you know, to credit our good friend, Vance Joseph, having the time of his life. I meant to say Sergio dip on Vance Joseph, but that's the beauty of live radio. Give us a call guys. If you are listening, Call us at 929-477-2991, and we'll be happy to answer your NFL draft questions. Joe, you're a natural at the plug. I feel like you're selling, like, vacuums on TV or something. It's beautiful. You're just uh, pitching to people. I would love to take your questions. I know Joe Joe would love to take your questions as well. Um, But if we swing the pendulum the other way, now, Andrew Brown for you, Kamoko Ture for me was the, like the big winner this week. I, I thought he, he really answered a lot of questions about his size and uh, still sustaining some of that cornering ability that he has. Uh, Kamoko out of Rutgers. Uh, disappointing performances. Uh, I think if you gloss over both the offensive and defensive sides, the, the tight end group for me was a big disappointment. Uh, Dallas Goddard, hamstring issue, two, two routes into practice. Uh, and Adam Brenneman, hamstring issue, two reps into practice. Uh, Ian Thomas couldn't catch a ball to save his life, just, just dropping the ball back and forth. He, he was running sloppy routes. Um, so that entire group, I thought, had some upside and kind of fell flat on their face for me personally. Now, there's a lot of young talent in this tight end group as well, if we're looking at the overall draft class with – uh, Mark Andrews being in the pool and Hayden Hurst being in the pool. and uh, But, Joe, Mike Gusecki, let, let's talk about Mike Gusecki for a second because the only complaint I have now about Mike is he doesn't do calves at the gym. 
I mean, his, he's so top-heavy with his body, uh, but he's a lot more sturdy than I thought he was. And watching him run, you know, he kind of looks a little awkward when he runs, but then you get there and you see him in person. It's like, oh, okay, he's, he's actually carrying this speed really well. He carries his weights well. He's just top-heavy. So if you collision him, and Joe, we went back and watched Rutgers-Penn State last night, the L-22, and had an instance of Kamoko Ture uh, collisioning Gasecki out of the slot. And Ture's over top of him in, in an off-ball position. And Ture hits him, and he sends Gasecki flying. You know, Gasecki probably goes three, four yards and, and ends up on his butt on the on the route. Um, but outside of that, you know, it, he might be a little linear, and he's not going to be a blocker. But if you're looking for a flex piece that you run up the seam, uh, Gasecki was a winner for me. If we're, we're talking about winners and position groups that didn't didn't show, Joe, uh, we have Rashad on the line. Rashad, we'd like to welcome you to Draft Dudes Live. And uh, what can we do for you? Okay, um, I'm calling in reference to uh, NDT scouting. Um, I know I I know I uh, recently just follow you, um, but my recent question was due to the uh, Pac-10 and Pac-12 league. Why is it that most JUCO members normally have regulated uh, promises to uh, certain camps, like besides huddle? And Nike, those are the only two that I frequently are around. Um, I just wanted to know those two because I've actually uh, been doing some back uh, backup uh, scouting. I really just started doing brackets, learning from older players. But that was my only question uh, between Pac-10 and Pac-12. Uh, what makes them so important when it comes to uh, lining up in combine uh, combine scouting? It's not really. It's really more more like a technical. So as far as JUCO players in general, uh, you see a lot of JUCO players go Big 12, Pac-12. I know West Virginia is a a team that's really tapped into JUCO players a whole bunch. And uh, I believe Kaiser White is one of those guys that that he's a two-year starter for West Virginia, uh, came in, started 2016, 2017 right away. It's it's an interesting new element uh, to – uh, recruiting in general at the college level is, you know, you get these guys on a bit of a fast track and uh, they, they come in a little bit more ready to play, honing their skills a little bit from a, a coaching perspective. And then you know, getting into a little bit about what you talked about with like the Nike opening and uh, some of those recruiting events uh, and, and Juco players as it pertains to that versus combine testing. It's, it's certainly really interesting to see what schools are able to, improve those athletes and their, their ability to test and, and test favorably athletically because they do all those kinds of things at those recruiting events. You know, they make you run your 40 and you, you do your vert and so on and so forth. You get your spark score and the whole nine yards. Um, now, I, I don't necessarily know. I, I haven't done any specific research into specifically what schools do the best in that regard, but um now, somebody like Kaiser White is going to be fun for me to go back and look at in this specific draft class, Joe, and see, okay, what what was he coming out as an athlete and what has he become into? Because he looks really good. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to talk about Kaiser White. He's a player that maybe carried that box safety label entering the senior bowl week where you knew he was physical. You knew he could play forward. You knew he could tackle. You knew he can disrupt at the line of scrimmage. But could he hold his own in man coverage and carry tight ends down the field, down the scene. Well, I, I saw him do that all week. 
dozens of reps where Kaiser White is isolated on a tight end and he's able to be physical with them through the route stem and really make it difficult for them to get clean breaks and then just stick to them right out of their breaks all the way through the route and, and even showed some ball skills. So when I think about Kaiser White, I think about him as one of the biggest winners this week and a guy that really um, showed a, a more versatile skill set than I anticipated. And when you're talking about safeties in this day and age, Kyle, the, the, the guys that you can put on the back end and pair with another guy that's versatile and be able to have an interchangeable pairing uh, goes a long way in, in what you can do schematically on defense. So heck of a job by Kaiser White this week to show a well-rounded skill set. And uh, um, I'm excited about him, man. If you want to do that can hit and cover, that's your guy. Yeah, and Kaiser played so frequently close to the line of scrimmage that it was a pleasant surprise to see so many positive reps in man-to-man coverage. Uh, it, with, with Phil kind of targeting some smaller school guys, and, and he's really brought in a lot of young, or uh, sorry, not young, small school, under the radar, specifically defensive backs over the course of the past couple of years. There was Langley last year, ended up being a, a pick for the Denver Broncos. Um, and, and that's, that's the beauty of the, the showcase here that you know, these, uh, these guys can get eyeballs all across the board, but specifically for white, it was a showcase for him in the regard that he, he didn't play off man coverage with any consistency. And when he, when he did, he didn't have great ball skills. He didn't challenge ball that well. And you know, it, it's at least a launch point for him. Joe, are there any other players in your opinion that, that use this week as a launch point, for a type of role that they might not have had on their college film. You know, Kalen Balaj, running back Arizona State, um, he validated what we thought he could be as a receiver. There was plenty of great moments on tape where you saw a, a very nice receiving skill set. But this week, he really proved that in an emphatic way. You know, he, he was not coverable by linebackers in, in space. You know, he was very crisp in and out of his breaks. And his burst out of his breaks to create that initial separation and carry speed to run away from defenders is very impressive. And so we have some concerns about his vision and, and, you know, how he presses the line of scrimmage. But, you know, if you can get this guy moving and, and, and there's some daylight, he's tough to bring down and he's got a lot of athleticism for his size. So, you know, when I think about NFL offenses and spreading guys out and getting size mismatch, size and athleticism mismatches in space, I think I can do a lot with Kalen Balazs. So, you know, he really defined himself as a very multifaceted player that uh, I think if you can get him in space, he can, he can do a lot for an NFL offense. Yeah. And if I'm, I'm going to pick a guy that's used this week to showcase something other than what he had on college field. And how about Isaiah Wynn from Georgia? Uh, this guy played left tackle with the Bulldogs and he came in and played all freaking week with like a, a, a shoulder injury. That's going to require surgery. I believe it's a, a labrum tear in his shoulder and he physically dominated dudes. He was so good from the ground up. The feet moved comfortably. He was able to really slide and stay in front of guys in the pass protection. One-on-ones really wide base, wide hips. And he used that to his advantage. He was able to really anchor and, and did so at guard going to going up against inside guys and, showed a lot of desirable functional strength as far as being able to kind of bow the back and lock the hips in place and not be collapsed and drop that anchor when he wanted to. So Joe, that, that if I'm looking for a guy that expanded 
upon his college film to give a new layer uh, for a role and position that he'll likely be asked to do, but didn't do uh, with his most recent college film, Isaiah wins that guy for me. Kyle, let's change the dynamics of this conversation to a player that you were hoping to see show another layer to their skill set, something that they needed to do to become more versatile. It really missed the mark, Kyle. Do you have anybody that comes to mind when you think about it from that lens? Uh, I could think of two linebackers, two ACC linebackers, Micah Kaiser and uh, Dorian O'Daniel. And for very different reasons, Dorian O'Daniel came in and we knew he was super athletic. We knew he could run out in space and, and fly to the football, but he came in and did so at 216 pounds. So now it's, a, okay, I don't think we're playing linebacker all that frequently at 216 pounds if that's your natural weight that you carry around. So the question now becomes, can we see you get safety reps and how do you look in, in a little bit deeper position? And uh, we didn't get a chance to see that. No, Daniel actually missed uh, the last, last day of practice with a rib injury. So he, he's out for the week now. And Micah Kaiser, very physical, kind of linear athlete, plays best in a pursuit role that's you – know, he tries to get downhill, but he came in at 233 pounds, and he doesn't have the lateral range to be able to play anywhere comfortably on the second level that I'm going to say, yeah, you know what, he's going to be able to cover sideline to sideline. So Kaiser, now I don't know where he plays because he's, he's 233 pounds and he's a thumper that doesn't have length and can't thump because he's 233 pounds. Yeah, the guy that comes to mind for me – uh, when considering it from this lens is Iowa running back Akrum Wadley, who uh, he came in small, you know, he came in under 510, he came in under 190 pounds. So, you know, we already had concerns about his ability to really bang it up between the tackles. Well, now we know for sure he can't because that's just not the type of size athlete that gets that done. But it really came, you know, what was exciting about him is what you thought he can do uh, in terms of his receiving upside and being a guy that can help you on third downs and have that agility to make people, you know, miss in space and be a tough cover. Well, uh, first of all, if you ever need this guy to pass protect, uh, just go ahead and bring the stretcher out for your quarterback because he's going to be a guy that's going to get him killed. All right. The, the effort and pass pro is about as bad as you're going to see from a running back. Uh, and then secondly, the way that he releases into his routes is not something that's translatable to the NFL. There's a technique that he uses that is not a technique that is used in the game of football as I know it, Kyle. He jumps. He like leaps into his breaks. And that is something that if a average linebacker in the NFL sees, he is going to clock him and he's going to be on his butt and never get into that route break. So there is a total technical refinement needed with him in pass pro, with him as a receiver. I don't think he can bang between the tackles. And I'm not very excited about Akrum Wadley, who's a guy that, you know, some people maybe thought was that day three potential sleeper that can be a guy that's a contributor after uh, after what he showed at Iowa. Well, I'll tell you what, between C.J. Beathard, Akrum Wadley, and our Josie Jewell takes, I, I think it's safe to say we are probably not welcome back on the Iowa campus anytime uh, in the near future, because uh, I, I totally agree with everything that you said about Wadley. So, Desmond King, though. Desmond King. We like Desmond King. Yeah, it's very true. Desmond, Desmond was one of my, I think, top eight corners last year. He did a great job this year with the Chargers. So uh, we don't hate you, Hawkeyes fans. We promise. We just, we're just trying to look at it as honestly as we possibly can. Um, if I'm looking 
specifically, Joe, at the next four minutes, which is all we got left. We're on, we're on the time crunch now. We got four minutes. I need to do a little bit of word association with you. How's that sound? Let's do it. All right. So I'm going to give you a word. You need 10 seconds to respond. Josh Allen. Looks like a quarterback. All right, Cal, you ready for yours? Michael Gallup. Uh, up and down. I, I think he's a bit streaky. Now, my next one for you, I'm going to go with Alex Kappa. Man, he looks sloppy physically, but the dude can block. His pass sets are consistent, and he is a nasty finisher. All right, Cal, you ready? Here we go. Ogbanya Okoronkwu. Needs to use that length more. He's longer than we thought. He's got natural leverage because he's short. Got better as the week went on. Joe, last one for you. Okay, Duke Dawson. Ah, a little bit surprising with his ability to carry routes vertically. You know, his physical, he's always been physical, but he showed the ability to carry those routes deep more so than I anticipated on film. Kyle, I got one more for you, and let's go with Tanner Lee. He's got a hose. How's that? I don't know, man. Uh, Tanner was – Tanner had some decent throws. Uh, he had a, actually had a couple nice throws, but uh, it, this is a good case study of you know, these quarterbacks. They don't have to worry about rush. They don't have to worry about getting hit. And that's when the live bullets fly. That's like guys like Josh and, and Tanner, uh, you're going to see their issue bullets are flying live because – that's when they feel the rush. There, there's no stress in these situations. And I, I did think they, they made the most of that and showed respectively this week. And like we said, this is a good example of quarterbacks. It's really hard to do yourself a disservice here. Uh, Joe, we're going to put a bow on it. We're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, we'd like to thank everybody for taking the time to listen to our first ever Draft Dudes Live, which is exciting. It took us over 150 shows, but we finally got one live and took a couple listener questions live on the air. So I hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, uh, at us, at NDT Scouting for myself, at the Joe Marino, let us know. Let us know if you want us to do this again. We can certainly jump into the pool. we got a great producer here, Chris Schubert, who's pulling some strings for us. I'm Kyle Krabs, signing off with Joe Marino from Mobile, Alabama. What's better than this, guys? 69th Reese's Senior Bowl is tomorrow. Make sure you tune in and check it out. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.